Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast, another edition, episode 11. Um, I mean, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. We had a great, uh, well, I guess before I get started into that, we got to introduce ourselves to people who haven't heard us before. Maybe our first time, first time listener. We have zero, the chancellor of charisma. Yo, I, 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 I need that. I need to hear that chancellor again. That chancellor of charisma. It got me staring off at, at the wall, wondering why the girls were riding on it. <laughs> and then we have, of course, Lando, the Duke of Devonanis, in the building. Uh, man, it's been a it's been a good week. Um, it's been a good month so far. It's been a good year, like the tires, you know. So, um, but. Of course, as always, catch us up, man. How was your week? It always was good. Um, besides uh, Friday, Friday is just you know, our coworkers doing the whole the doing the same thing like clockwork, but it's like you know, just let that roll up my back, you know, just waiting on uh. Just we was like we're just waiting on that email. And um once it becomes official, I'll uh, once it becomes official, I'll uh, let you know about it. But first I gotta get some confirmation on uh something that I've been uh that's been uh in the works for the last couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, um, I, yeah, I, yeah, um, I then uh as of Friday, everything was everything was all good. Yeah, nothing more to report, you know. She was like, "What I, what I need is some of that McDonald's love, that McNuggets mm-hmm. love." Shoot, it just ain't fair. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Uh, sure, it was a good week, man. You know we uh. Not not too not too eventful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything that either made me really excited or pissed me off heavily. You know what? Uh, something that does confuse me is dudes on social media mm-hmm. constantly saying, telling you, especially in sports groups and things of that nature or having sports debates, constant, these people, of course, don't know you. Because um, when you argue amongst friends on Facebook, they don't really get that deep into it. But when you're on in some of these groups on Facebook, they constantly make these homoerotic statements. And it's like, why is that... I, like I said a couple of weeks ago, when it comes to Kevin Durant, 
Why is it that when you lose an argument, the first thing you start thinking about is homosexual activity? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Like, that's so weird to me. Like, oh, yeah, oh, what? get his nuts out your mouth. Why would you imagine me with someone's nuts in their mouth or in my mouth? Like, why is that? Oh, yeah, you riding his meat. Why are you imagining dudes riding meat? You know, like, that's so weird to me, man. You guys on Facebook or social media are just mad weird. Weird. Just like, that. that's, that's something that just blows my mind with, like, men. Like, grown men. Like, you can't bet you. I bet you like it up the butt, don't you? No, well, clearly, since that's on your mind, you either that's have you it wanted. up your butt or you are clearly it's something you have fantasized about. What are you talking about? But I've literally never, and I've given people jokes upon jokes, bars upon bars. I have never, ever in my life made a homoerotic joke to another man ever i never so, think about sex when i'm talking to dudes and what's so weird about that is like folks always have something to say like something to say like they always tell somebody to get off a man's dick or something of that that nature when you're just like i'm a fan like I enjoy watching this person play. It doesn't mean it's like anytime a dude ever has like fandom for somebody else and it's always you ride his dick. It's like, or if you don't like somebody, you're a hater. It's always one or the other. It's either you're a hater, it's either you're a hater or you ride or you, you ride they dick. It's like well, dog, come on, man. So this came up, this actually came up today. I had posted about Chris Paul in a sports group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they were talking about how the West, the the Suns should be considered a Western Conference contender, a legitimate championship Western Conference contender. So I posted the picture and I said, Chris Paul makes any team a contender. It's just what he does. Every team he's ever joined has increased their winning percentage. Any team, so and um, that's not, that, it's not it's yeah it's facts. Yeah, so some this guy goes, oh well, he hasn't accomplished anything. I was like, because he hasn't won a championship. He's like, he's never even made out the Western Conference Finals. I said, well, I guess you know, and I, I like even when it comes to like the Jordan Lebron debate, I actually don't think that I need to use championships to say why Michael Jordan's a better individual player than LeBron James. Though it is part of the argument, I think if that's your main focus of the argument, if you're a Jordan person, you don't know basketball, first of all, and you don't have any legitimate case outside of your own nostalgia or your own personal feelings on why Michael Jordan's better. Like there's data that shows that Michael Jordan was a better player you know it's, it's not even it shouldn't really even be that hard to argue um but 
um, I was like, well, you know, and then he goes, oh, you're using Norris Cole to make an argument? This is stupid. And then he starts calling me names, retarded, and all kinds of stuff. I don't even know where it came from. Literally, I have no idea where it came from. So <laughs> I put I put a, I put a GIF on there of, of uh, Anthony Anderson crying on the uh, on the couch, and I was like, "Oh no, you! I must say, struck a point." Um, but overall, I, I was like, "I'm just showing you how." No, so I, before I said that, I said, "I'm just showing you how stupid the championship argument is." to say that Chris Paul didn't accomplish anything. Mm. So then he goes, well, so then that's when I guess he was like, no, you stupid. You're retarded. You can't read. But he's somebody who, when I type in more than two sentences, he says, I'm not about to read all that. Yeah, because you're illiterate. (laughs) So I'm like, so I'm like, uh, so I, I what did I say to him? I said, I, so he then he talks about the no championships. No, he so he goes no championships, no MVPs, not even a defensive player of the year. Which, in all honesty, how many point guards win defensive player of the year? Yeah. Um, in the history of it, no, I think Cindy Moncrief was a two guard. Uh, yeah, I'm was. trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of guards that have won it. Our, our point guards that have won it. I want to say Gary Payton is the only one that comes to mind. Yeah, Gary Payton. Um, so I'm not sure if you know maybe in the 80s or something like that. So maybe another maybe another point guard won it, or maybe later on. I can't even think of anybody. I'm know my basketball history pretty well. I'm pretty sure Gary Payton is the only one. So to say that Chris Paul, who's been an excellent defensive player, needs to do something that only one player in the history of basketball has done, which is when defensive player of the year at the point guard position is ridiculous. But and, you know, in all honesty, not, not uh, up until recently, point guards generally don't win MVP, league yeah. MVP, unless, unless they're, unless like, and especially Chris, Chris Paul type point guard, that true point guard that floor general because they usually don't have the statistics for it um steve nash steve nash is somebody who didn't deserve the mvps that he got and he somehow got them but chris paul's had better statistical years than steve nash and didn't win mvp so it's like then then steve nash's mvp seasons so it's like okay like that even even mvp is not a traditionally cute like i mean you think about Point guards and one MVP, Magic Johnson, uh, uh, Steph Curry, um, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry had that the highest PER of all time uh, for single season for a point guard, and Russell Westbrook had to average a triple double to get his. You know, what I'm saying? yeah, wasn't like, it? Um, I just looked through the list, and um, yeah, Gary Payton is the only point guard to ever win it. Yeah, so there's a uh, one. Two, three, four. Oh, Crowton, Gary Payton. One, two, three. Four. Only five guards have ever won the award. So you're talking about Sidney Moncrief, where I think he won the first two. Alvin um, Robinson. Alvin Robertson, Michael Jordan, Gary Payton, and then Michael Cooper. Michael Cooper, okay. 
So it's like, and, and, uh, so he says, so he go, so he says he didn't do any of those things. So I said, yeah. So he didn't, he, he was like, oh, what was except winning? Who cares about winning in the regular season? Well, that's how you get to the playoffs, which ultimately right. that's how you get to the championship. So it doesn't make sense to say that he's not that winning in the regular season doesn't matter. So they might as well only play the 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 a playoff uh, 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 NCAA tournament type of style of game of season. Had thirty games in the season and call it a season. That doesn't even make sense. But that's how idiotic the whole basing somebody's entire life on how many titles they've won. Retarded. So we. Uh, so we're going back and forth and I said, okay, well, he's only had, he's only made the all-star games most of his career, made a first team all defense most of his career, made all NBA most of his career. Yeah, he didn't accomplish anything. Nothing. So what was his response? Get his nuts out of your mouth. I say that like that because that's how it sounds to me. Like you trying to whisper in my ear, like the homo you are. Like you know what I'm saying, and I'm not. And you know, I always, I've said it play, plenty of times. I don't have nothing against gay people, but don't push your homoerotic fantasies on me. And here's the sad thing: the dude's like 40, so it's like, really? That's what you resort to as a 40 year old man? You probably got grandkids. Well, I don't know. Somebody like him, he's probably single. And doing nothing but touch himself to homoerotic fantasies that he makes in his head. I don't know, but yeah, living, you know, in, like, living in a basement eating pot pile. I, I wouldn't say he's living in a basement, but I'm just I'm like you guy. sound. You sound <laughs> stupid, man. You too old for that. Like that's you're too old for that. Are you forty? So, so uh, you know, it's just it's just strange how that's like. Like, like, instead of saying, like, he couldn't say nothing that he didn't accomplish anything after that because mm-hmm. of all the other things that also matter. You know what I'm saying? Because there's only so many players that win MVP. We, all, we just said there's only one other point guard that's won defensive player of the year. There's only but so many players that win a championship. But mm-hmm. there's also most of the people who are constant All-NBA, constant All-Stars, and constant defensive um, all all defensive team make it to the make it to the Hall of Fame. Not even without the without all the stuff that he thought was important, which was MVP and championships. So it's like, huh? Isn't that strange? <laughs> you know, say Carl, Carl Carmelo Anthony, Tracy McGrady, they're going to be. Hall of or Tracy Gray is already a Hall of Famer. Uh, Reggie Miller is a Hall of Famer. There's so many Hall of Famers who never won a championship nor MVP. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? So it's just very strange that um. So that that's something that pissed me off today. Um, that I'm just like, yo, y'all, y'all mad weird, man. But at the end of the day, you know, we're gonna bring back on um King Sean so we can debate on why LeBron James is not better than Michael Jordan. I'm going to show y'all how it's done for the listeners out there, all three of y'all that tune in every week. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But um, but also, shout out to uh, King Sean. 
we had a great, great, great podcast um, last week. Um, Zero, have you ever had a conversation like over the phone, face to face with King Sean before? No. So the Duchess thought that we all knew each other like on that deep of love, like we went to school each other and things of that nature. I was like, no, nah, I spoke to, I said, I spoke to the first time I spoke to him, we played basketball together. And uh, then the podcast. Yeah, the podcast, the first time I ever spoke to him. So she was like, yo, there's no way because y'all had like crazy chemistry. But the problem, <laughs> see, here's, here's the issue though. Here's the Were issue. you this damn charismatic? When the team Devomatic gets together, <laughs> we move mountains. We, <laughs> we split seas. <laughs> we increase value to the world. These are the things that happen. We don't need no warm up. We already hot. We That's come it. out firing on flame. <laughs> That's how we do. You put anybody on the podcast, it's going to be fun, it's going to be entertaining, and we're going to rock it. You know what I'm saying, buddy? Exactly. She said we have to have him on the podcast more. So, King Sean, whenever you uh, listen to this, look, the Duchess is the one who, who controls a lot of stuff. You will be on much sooner than we we really, which we were already discussing anyway, so it's not yeah. that much. But she, 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 you have her stamp of approval, though. But um, but uh, you know, but that's that's pretty much been my week. Um, my last week of the car business, my last day in the car business, BB is coming up Friday. So um, so next next podcast we do, I will not sell another car. But so I'm just really really excited about that. But of course we have a podcast to do. We have yeah. some topics. Uh, what I'm gonna do is uh start off with some of the stuff that. We don't really have, usually when there's a lot of topics that go down, we do like a quick hit or we do like a minute or two on a topic and keep it moving. There wasn't, there wasn't really a whole lot of that. So we're going to start a couple things on, on a, on a, on a lighter note. And then of course, a lot of y'all probably going to want us to speak about the racial things and the cop things that have been going on, especially us two as, uh, as black men, I want to call us African-American because uh, we are not descendants of American slaves, but um, but at the end of the day, you know, we are all black, and they don't ask us who my mother was and who my father was at the end of the day when they when we get profiled and things of that nature. So we're all fighting the same fight. But um, first of all, you got that um, as the great American philosopher Chris Rock once said and uh y'all know I don't really curse but take off that silly ass hat <laughs> this is for those who are listening because we not we don't have a video yet zero is a die hard Jacksonville Jaguars fan he has a Jack Jacksonville Jaguar cat on Right now, we're about to talk about uh, his team, which is probably the most pub the Jags are going to get before the draft. So, <laughs> so, um, and I'm a die easy fan 
of all New York teams. So, um, but, you know, of course, my affinity is more towards the, the New York Jets. But, um, but yeah, so the, the Jaguars have the number one overall pick. They're expected to draft Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence is, uh, has been pretty much the next John Elway, you can say, Peyton Manning, you can say Andrew Luck, the next guy that is very, very, very highly rated. Um, that is pretty much being anointed the next guy, the next goat versus um, while, you know, Tom Brady wasn't anointed the goat. So, you know, um, he had to work his way up and become that. But he had made some comments and his dad made some comments saying that, you know, he really don't need football. Um, he's good with however he is. And apparently some people think that's going to conflict with, Urban Meyer, the Jacksonville Jaguars' new head coach, based on the fact that he is a football maniac. Like, he's very intense when it comes to football. He lives and breathes football. But um, you know about the comments more so than I do, so I'm going to let you kind of just take it over. This is your team. I was giving my input um, wherever I can. Like, so he did an interview with Sports Illustrated, and it was said that, you know, his father, basically, like you said, his father said that he doesn't really, he does, um, he doesn't really need to, to uh, win championships. I'm just paraphrasing here, but he's like, he doesn't, um, he doesn't really need football. Trevor Lawrence was like, he hasn't had, he doesn't, he he's not um he doesn't have this huge chip on his shoulder to have to work like that to have to work like a maniac in order for him to in order for in order for him to be successful at football um folks got were taken back by it because of the fact that you know it's like his dad also said he's not he's not award driven or anything of that nature. So folks were taken back because this is the type, this is not the type of thing that you necessarily hear out of a guy who plays football. It's like, you know, winning championships, um, honing your craft and working and working hard at honing your craft is something that a lot of football players have done. Is like or or what they do because in a lot of instances, like when me and you spoke about it earlier, in a lot of instances, it's like it's a situation to where it's football or bust because of the fact that they're the ones that have to take care of a lot of people, take care of family, friends, and because they're impoverished and they're the ones at that upper echelon so they work like crazy for them to get for them to for them to yeah, for to make sure that the generational wealth that they're making is sustained and for Trent for Trevor who already comes from that background and what they have what people have said that he has been anointed the next great one since he was 15 years old it's like 
he can retire and it won't bother him at all. But um, I know when I heard about it, Lewis Riddick, um, analyst from ESPN, said Justin Fields has been criticized for his work ethic. He hasn't said a word about his work. Uh, he hasn't said a word about anything that comes to work ethic. But if it was him that said it, he if, um, that it'll basically it's proving everybody right. They even said the same thing about. They said um, if Josh Rosen would have said it when he got drafted, because I think the same thing was said about Josh Rosen. It was like he's not. He's not a really he's not a real hard worker, but Josh Rosen. Is he still in the league? Yeah, he's a he's a backup. Um, he's a backup in San Francisco right now. Okay, I believe so. It was like, but Josh Rosen also comes from basically the same type of background that Trevor Lawrence does, to where there's generational wealth in his family, but he came in with a chip on the shoulder. Saying that, look, I'm the best quarterback in this draft in, uh, in that draft. Now he hasn't. Now he got. He. I feel like he got a raw deal. But if Josh Rosen would have said the same thing, Josh Rosen would have been buried. But it's like it just seems to me like Trevor Lawrence has said these things and he's explained himself. It was like you know, I'm not. He's basically said he's not saying that he doesn't work hard or anything of that nature. He's just that he's not driven. It's like his drive doesn't come from wanting to win championships and things of that nature. So basically explain himself in that way. But it just seems like a few people are taken aback and most folks are like, they don't really care too much about what Trevor Lawrence said. That bothers me more than anything else because it's like, you know, the only reason why we even got the new head coach, we got Urban Myers because Trevor Lawrence, and then because the Jaguars were so terrible, and Trevor Lawrence felt, basically falls into our lap. It's like, if he, if those are his comments, like, I wouldn't be too worried about him, but you should, but still, in the back of your mind, it should make, it make you as a football fan feel like, well, why it was like, should we have so this? Should we just dismiss what it is that he said? Because what if he just decides to just five years in five years, the Jaguars aren't successful, he just ups and leaves. What happens then? Yeah. But that's all I have to say about that because for me, it bothers me for someone to say that. And to know, like, when Chris Borland, who comes from the same privileged background, that he just left after his rookie year. He never played for Jacksonville, but he did it. Um, Andrew Luck did it, but it was for completely different reasons. But Andrew Luck did it as well. It's like the Jaguars have been looking for looking for something. We haven't had a franchise quarterback since uh, Mark Brunel played. So this is this is the first time in a long time we could talk we could say something about oh now we got a guy that could that we believe can lead us to the playoffs and he's the guy that can lead that can lead this team and to hear that is like it's bothersome to hear something like that when you think the savior of the franchise could just up and leave 
or let me put it in quotes, the savior, because that's how people are viewing him anyway, of the franchise of the next great and the next big thing can just up and leave and not bother and not bother him at all. That's just how I that's just how I feel about that. Was he a senior? This this past season? Yeah. No, he was a junior. Okay. Who did the Jaguars beat last year? Indianapolis, first game of the season. Okay, I'm I'm confused. I'm confused just with the Jaguars thing. Because um, the Jets were in the running for the Trevor Lawrence, and then they found a way to lose as usual. But um, he – how did y'all – when we – when the Jets won – the Jaguars were the number one pick. They became the number one pick, which I yeah. I don't understand because y'all beat an AFC team and the Jets beat an NFC team. Because I thought it went conference work record and if conference record, I thought strength of schedule was the last um barometer i guess you can say i i thought it was uh i thought it was uh overall record then um head to head which they didn't play head to head then conference record then strength of schedule yeah look which even if it was strength of schedule the Jets played the NFC West, the best division in football. I'm so confused by that. Don't, don't get me started on how it, Don't get me started on how that shit works. I'll, I'll definitely have to find out how that works one day, but it's not. It'll be a day that I care, which won't be that won't serious. Be I was just curious. It really just came up in my head as you were talking. I wrote it down. But, all right, so when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, um, I can understand winning. See, the thing is, it's like, what do you hear when you you hear certain players say certain things? Like saying, like, I'm not driven by winning championships doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't have a drive to win. He's probably like, yo, like, yo, no matter what, at the end of the day, if I played hard and I did everything I could and left it all on the field, mm-hmm. that's all that really matters. Let The results are going to come however they come. Because at the end of the day, a team sometimes is just more talented. No matter how good you are as an individual player, no matter how good your team is as an individual team, you have a team that is just a little bit more talented and then end up winning, i.e., the Kansas City Chiefs versus the uh, the 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 49ers. Like the 49ers and Chiefs were were act were actually, I don't even know record-wise, but were truly the two best teams in football talent-wise when they when they faced off in the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, one had Patrick Mahomes, the other had Jimmy Garoppolo, and that was the, literally the only real separator because they both had good receiving cores. They both had 
Hall of Fame level tight ends. Um, actually, the defense for San Francisco was rated better, but at the end of the day, talent ended up winning that game because the quarterback, I think, for most franchises, is worth uh, on Vegas odds, anyways, is worth six points. Mm-hmm. So when your quarterback throws eight passes the game before, he ain't worth that many points. Yeah. So, um, so I think maybe that's where he comes from where it's like, oh, like that's now it would have been nice if he would have said what does drive you to put, I guess, the fans at ease. But at the end of the day, you know, that's not like, you know, he, he doesn't have to be Tom Brady. He, yeah. you know, um, what's it called? Like Eli Manning didn't seem like the guy who was driven by winning titles yet. He ended up winning two titles. Yeah. You know, while Peyton Manning, was somebody who seemed like he was driven by winning titles and, and Drew Brees, same thing. And they only won one and two titles um, respectively, you know, and Tom Brady, of course, is somebody who seems like he's driven to win titles and he, and he won what he's on number seven now. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, what's it called? Um, somebody who they said was very competitive uh, as a quarterback, um, what's a boy man? He don't curse. Old guy, uh, Philip Rivers. He was a very um, intense player that never won a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's actually been on some really talented teams. I don't know why he just couldn't get it done on his level, but you know, still a great player. So um, I don't, I don't think that the Jaguars have much to worry about today. But I do think that um, that there is a level of urgency that you need to have in order to win a championship, and that may hinder the Jaguars from winning a championship, even though they may possibly be a consistent playoff team if Trevor Lawrence is as good as everybody says they are. But it's it's actually kind of funny when you mentioned Justin Fields, and um, you know those those who uh, I listen to Colin Cowherd. On a daily basis, he's my favorite sports talk person on Fox. Um, I, I like I like Stephen A. Smith. He's probably my favorite uh, non-athlete uh, analyst. Um, and then Jalen Rose is my ultimate favorite. But um, he mentioned something about Justin Fields and how Mac Jones has gotten his rise and Justin Fields gotten his fall. Yeah, when people actually did the research, he was actually better than Trevor Lawrence and or as good as Trevor Lawrence in a lot of categories and mm-hmm. um, and for some reason, these random rumors that always come up when it comes to uh, black quarterbacks just come up. Cause even like right before the draft that, that came up with Cam Newton saying that he wasn't a hard worker. I'm yeah. like, you know, Cam, Cam Newton is built like an Adonis. Are you gonna say, I mean, you know, just from the way he takes care of his body, you can tell that he works hard. And yeah, then, cause it's like, and then, like, when as soon as he got drafted, that whole that rumor disappeared. Nobody ever brought it up again. And then yeah, Bill Belichick was, is saying that he's one of the hardest working people that he's had in the locker room. So it was like, it, where did that even come from? Yeah, it always confused me because, like I said, I remember, like I told you earlier, I remember when that uh, draft came up, and it was like the question was who was going to be drafted number one, Cam Newton or Blaine Gabbert. 
you had that again. Yeah, you had the rumor with Cam Newton, and then there was like, oh, he only played for one. He only played uh one one year of college football. So you know how many people have only had one good year of oh, who who was sitting on the bench and probably had like like what's it called I think Braylon Edwards. I think uh his numbers were very pedestrian. Then he had a big year. His uh. His um junior year and ended up being the third overall pick the year that he got drafted. It's like I don't want to hear about one one great year of college it's football. Diff- it's different with the quarterback though. It's different with the quarterback because the quarterback has to learn so much. Cam Newton really won a national championship because he was just more gifted than everybody else, and he won an MVP because he was more gifted than everybody else, and he was able to carry a team. I mean, I had a good defense, but, you know, he was the passing game and the running game. So, Cam, yeah. shoot, for real, for, for my eyes, Cam Newton, for somebody who is probably the best player to not win a Super Bowl that I've seen in a long time at the quarterback position. But um, but they – it's very strange. Like, these rumors, they just pop up when it comes to – like, people, people said – that Cam Newton didn't work out hard, that Justin Fields doesn't work hard. But yet, Johnny Manziel, who clearly didn't work hard, he was like, oh, yeah, he should they – were, they were saying the only reason why he wouldn't get drafted high was because of his height, not because of all the off-the-field issues he had. Mm-hmm. Then, then the, the Mac Jones thing, he, he just – his I think I heard he had two DUIs. He just got swept under the rug. It never even came up. Like what? That doesn't make sense. But um, but you know, uh, but that's all I really have to say about Trevor Lawrence. Um, let me see, real quick. Yeah, I guess we can move off of that. Um, I I just don't yeah. think that uh, Trevor Lawrence. I I think we need to see him play at the NFL level before we yeah. really start to see like what what drives him. And like I say, it would have been nice if he would have said that. But um, yeah. I guess the next thing, very very briefly, last night. I didn't watch it. Um, Jake Paul had a fight against Vaskren. Dude crying on the damn canvas like he, uh, like he just beat Canelo Alvarez or something like that. Like, like, he, like he unified all the belts or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wonder. I don't know what weight he fights at. Um, I heard that Ben Askren was like two hundred pounds, so I'm assuming they fight at heavyweight cruiserweight type of weight. Um, but, uh, I just want to fight, see him fight a real boxer. I don't even care if it's like a, a bum. And I don't like calling boxers a bum, but you know, boxers bums because they put their lives on the line every day. But I'm just saying like a guy who's not even a no name, like a no name boxer that just happened um. to be. Jake Paul was 191. Okay, so cruiserweight. So, you know, just fight him. Like, all right, so here's, here's, here's a, this is crazy, but here's somebody who he could fight Mm -hmm. that has been retired for a couple of years and never fought at cruiserweight. He'll be a light heavyweight coming up. But uh, he had a very short career. Um, why can't I? For some reason, I'm, I'm his 
first, I'm drawing his, a blank on his first name, and I really liked him too when he was boxing. Alexander Vazdik. Mm. He's a guy who was a light heavyweight champion of the world. He got beat by um, he got beat by Arter Bitterbeev at 175. He beat um, he beat Adonis Stevenson to get his title. And uh, like I said, the guy hasn't fought in two years, but he's a legitimate boxer and a champion. Like Jake Paul is in like, oh, or a former champion, I should say. He's I'm a real fighter. I'm one of the, like feeling like he's the best, one of the best in the world because he beat a YouTuber. And Jake Paul's in excellent shape. And he does train. So I'm not, I don't want to take that away from him. Like if, he, if I got in a ring with him, you know, I haven't boxed in years, but if I got in a ring, and I'm definitely not in no shape to be boxing nobody. But if I got in a ring with him, he'd probably beat me up too. So I don't want to take that away from him. Um, but he he's making it seem like like he's like, oh, I'm carrying boxing, this that, and the other. Like I, I would like to see one of these, one of these guys call him out, like these legitimate boxers. Like I said, he didn't necessarily be a, a real name. I named a name because it, it he'll actually be at an advantage because Vazdik would be the smaller guy moving up. You know, I would never want him to fight. Arter Bedebiev, who could move up to cruiserweight, but Arter Bedebiev will destroy him. But like, so like I said, somebody who's coming off the couch for two years, who's been a world champion, like you know, or or maybe I, I don't. The cruiserweight division really isn't a well stacked division, so I can't think of a, too many cruiserweights that um, are fighting or have fought. Um, Floyd Mayweather had a guy, I think uh, Tabidi, I think his name was, but he he yeah, actually, matter of fact, he's somebody who's been knocked out. Deontay Wilder's brother, who's been knocked out a couple times, could be a good opponent for him, who's never been on the championship level. So, like, those, and especially Deontay Wilder's brother, that'll probably sell just because the Wilder name is attached, the Paul name is attached, he's a legitimate boxer, and he, he came into boxing late, just like Jake Paul got came into boxing late. Um, but he's just like sitting there making it seem like he's been this this dominant force when he beat a YouTuber, a basketball player, and an MMA fighter who is not known for his hands. And he uh and um Ben Askren, he fought at 191 and he fought in his MMA career at 170. Yeah, and the guy was like six inches shorter than him. Like, you know, like he was. I actually, I, I'm, I may be exaggerating now. I don't know how tall Jake Paul is, but Ben Askren is like five nine, five ten. So mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, you're small. You're fighting all these small guys. Like, you know, it's kind of like pick on somebody your own size. I mean, if you feel like you're a legitimate boxer, I'm not giving you as a fan of boxing who loves boxing who will pay for boxing. I'm not buying a single fight of his. And of course, he had a million pay-per-view buys. So it, my buy don't mean nothing. But I'm saying oh. I would never encourage somebody to buy that fight. No matter no matter who's fighting on the undercard, because he, he it's he's not fighting no real boxers. You know what I'm saying? True. Like, like you, yeah, I, I understand this is like a money grab for you. You're going to be fighting certain people. He's a great trash talker and things of that nature. But, um, you know, like I said, if he fights a real boxer and then I'll be like, okay, but don't sit here and say, oh, I'm a real fighter. 
I guess you are a real fighter because you've been in professional fights, but he's like, oh, I'm three and oh as a pro. There's plenty of dudes who've been three and oh as a pro. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, in all honesty, if he got in the ring with Errol Spence, Errol Spence would dominate him. Who, you know, because Errol Spence is a, you know, he, he like just had just have them fight, have had it's like an exhibition ex, exhibition type of fight where they can come in at whatever weight that they want, you know, and see how they do. And Errol Spence, uh, who fights at 147, could come in out of shape and destroy him in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you're not fighting no real boxers. So now he's probably fighting real boxers, and like when he's sparring and stuff like that, I don't know. But when you fighting guys who never, who never been about them hands, it don't mean nothing. Like even though, even if you're about them hands, you ain't fighting nobody else who's about them hands. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it don't really mean much to me. But um, that's that's my take on it. Go ahead with yours. I ain't got I ain't got much to say on it. It's like, yeah, he won, but like you said, his opponents. Is yeah, his opponents are just like, like for real. It was like a YouTuber who, and I, I believe, yeah, YouTuber who I believe um, had a weightlifting challenge and doesn't even know how to properly lift weight. A basketball, a retired basketball player who, I don't think he's boxed since he was like what 11, 12 years old. How old? He's probably boxed. I don't think he's ever boxed. From what he displayed on that fight, it looked like he's never boxed a day in his life. Um, what's it called? And then a guy who's a a guy who's a wrestler. Yeah, like you're you're because like you said, Ben Askren is not known for his for his stand up. Yeah, he's, he's like Con- like 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 I heard he said that he thinks he can knock out Conor McGregor. And you know the f- crazy thing is he probably would, uh-huh. just because he's bigger. He's bigger than Conor McGregor, but uh-huh. Conor McGregor, but but Conor McGregor would be a more legitimate opponent because he's about demands. Yeah, and Conor McGregor, I'll trash talk him. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he was talking a whole lot of trash talk to Ben Askren, and Ben Askren's just a cornball. But Conor yeah. McGregor, I'll trash talk him. Conor McGregor probably get in his head. And you know, and kind of, and he was talking crazy about Conor McGregor's wife and things of that nature. Like I would, I would actually, I would actually like to see that fight. I, I'd probably go to somebody's house. I'm not paying for it, but <laughs> no, actually, you know what? No, I'm lying. I because Conor McGregor's a legitimate boxer who went in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. So yeah, you know what? I'll I'll take that back. I'll buy that fight. But I I I I think he could be Conor McGregor. Because Conor McGregor is still an MMA fighter who doesn't have no head movement. But when I was watching, I saw some highlights of it. That 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 Jake Paul's not a good boxer. And yeah, then I, Ben Askren, I don't even know what he was doing. Like he was doing like this little running thing, and he's like hand, had his hand out like this. I don't know what the hell that was. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> Swing at I mean, he was literally just, he would literally just run at him with his hand like this and not throw a punch. Like, what is going on here? It's like, bro, 
even if you're not a striker, you should know how to throw a punch. And 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 Jake Paul was Jake Paul was they didn't show the knockout. I don't think they they were allowed to show the knockout. Um, but he was swinging wildly, you know, and not landing anything really. So I'm just like I for I feel like I didn't like so again. I didn't watch the fight. I feel like he might have got a lucky punch in and stopped the guy. And no. you know, I don't think you're gonna get Conor McGregor like that. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the knockout punch. Um, what's his name? It just it showed like he got him right in his uh right here in his temple. Um, yeah, Jake Paul come with a uh, with a right hand to his temple, um, and it just showed how uh, it just showed how much boxing experience the dude has because it's like the dude is like. It didn't even look like he was even trying to defend defend himself. He didn't try to cover up or anything. It's like he just stayed in the stance and watched the punch and fell straight yeah, down. The, some the people are way. saying some people are saying that these fights are fixed. But it's like it's like who Oh, I'm really curious about who actually pays for this type of stuff because it's basically well, when it's only twenty. I think the pay per view is like twenty thirty bucks. So to pay now that pay per views are going for a hundred bucks to pay thirty bucks to watch legitimate boxers fight and then this, this you know amateur guy fight because he even said he even said I'm I'm a real I'm I'm a real boxer. Uh, I'm not no amateur. You wouldn't be the guy in the amateurs. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, eh, all right, bro. Like, you know, chill, chill. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I, I've talked about Jake Paul too long because um, we got more serious things to talk about. Uh, okay, so um, – I I don't understand how people have been locked down for so long. People have been trapped in their homes for so long that once the world starts opening up again, America finds itself back in position to where nothing's changed when it comes to mass shootings and violent altercations with the police. And um, I try on these topics, I try to stay away from the racial aspect of it because I feel like that's the media agenda. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure there are plenty of white people who get killed by the police in similar situations, but because they know how to puppeteer the black community, they show only the black ones on TV. Mm-hmm. And um, but I'm going to speak about the black versus white police shootings that were just, um, I don't even, I'm trying to think of a word to use, just despicable, dastardly, like, there's the the Chauvin case going on right now. 
Man, so the first one I want to talk about is there was a year old boy who was shot in the head by the police after he was running away and appeared to be surrendering. Mm-hmm. They said that there was a freeze frame. There's a freeze frame where it looked like he had a firearm on him and he threw it away. I don't I don't understand how that if he had a gun and threw it away and he's running away in the first place, I don't see how that's a, a form of he's trying to hurt you. There ain't no form of aggression. He's surrendering. Like he ran away when there was no way to go. He throws the gun away and he puts his hands up and gets shot in the head. Like how? I'm wondering, did he shoot at him prior? You know, and I mean, I would like to, I, I don't, I don't want to see the video because I, I, I can't imagine watching that, but I would like to see the whole video. Um, I didn't watch the video. I heard there was video. I didn't find any video, but I heard that there was a, a body cam thing. Maybe because it's just too brutal for the internet because of the way he was murdered. Yeah, I think they edited the video to where it was a, it was a, he was chasing the dude down and the guy, then the kid, he was chasing the kid down. He stopped and he had his hands up. They don't, but they blur, but they blur out the kid's face in the video. They legally can't show his face. Yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly. So yeah. they blur, blur, they blurred it out. They had EMTs trying to revive him. He died at the scene. I mean, he, he got shot in the head. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, what is the, what is there to revive? What is there to revive? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, shot in the head. These people, these poor judgment cops. And I'm, t- I'm just speaking to those. I have a good, I have a, uh, when I was selling cars, I had a really great customer who was a cop. His wife is a CIA investigator, I guess, or CIA, CSI investigator. They're both pretty much in the police force. And he's one of the best people I've ever met. I remember I got a fight and I got arrested and it was in Virginia beach. And, uh, the, Guy's taking me down to the court to pretty much incarcerate me. And um, I was talking to him. He's taking me down to the precinct. I'm just talking to him, talking to him. White guy, I can't think of his name. Older white guy. Been on the force for 20 years. Uh-huh. And uh, he he gets me in. He goes, he magistrates like, oh, you know, I'm going to serve you this, this, and the other. If you know, I'm gonna give you a, this. This is, don't seem like you have a record. 
So I'm gonna give you a, a cheap bond, you know, 300 bucks, which I didn't have because I was living paycheck to paycheck at the time. You know, he said, but officer so-and-so said, he thinks you're a really good man. Now, you ever heard that your word is your bond? I said, yes. So if you give me, it was a black man who did this. Thank, and I, the manager is a black. If he was a white man, it probably could have been different. But he said, if you give me word, you will go home today. A white cop vouched for me. I don't want to make this about black and white. But in this instance where it is black and white, it's just a, it's just a, uh, it's just poor judgment. His hands are up. Approach with caution. Why is it the first reaction always to shoot? Especially that this happened in a split second. I think he said, yo, put your hands up and pull the trigger anyway. Yeah, you didn't get an opportunity. To surrender. I'm just like, I mean, it's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. And then there's these, um, there's, there's, there's certain, there's some black people who were tone deaf. They're usually conservative. There's white people on both sides, liberal and conservative mostly conservative though, who, um, who are tone deaf that are going to say, oh, well, he had a weapon or yeah, but if he never ran away, he would have never got shot. I was to say, if he didn't move, he still would have got shot. You know, it's like his hands are up. Exactly. Like, no matter if he up. ran or not, he gave up. He gave himself up. No matter if he, no matter if he ran or not, he gave himself up. What did that? He was like, because he ran. You're trying to tell me that he deserved to get shot because he ran. Is that is that is that the logic that you're going to try to give us? So, oh, if he didn't run, this wouldn't have happened. Then the argument that there, and I, I would like to see more of that afterwards try to keep as much track of it as possible. But they said that he had a weapon and he threw it away. I wonder if they ever found that weapon. I wonder too. You know, and it's just so um I mean the dude, the kid was 13, man. He looked like the, he looked like a kid. I have a 14 year old son. Just turned 14 last month. Now, thankfully, my son ain't that stupid to be in the streets doing dumb stuff anyway. And he's always yeah, home. That he's a nerd. In the morning. Yeah, he's a nerd. He, he has, and um, thankfully, I'm a great dad to where I would know where my son's whereabouts are at two in the morning. But the kid looked like a kid. He might have five one. I'm assuming, I think five one to five four is the average height for a teenage boy around that age. Come on, man. He was a skinny little kid, bro. 
like for real but these cops are trained in the worst environment so they're always on edge when they get around people that look like us because apparently rookie cops are usually sent to the worst neighborhoods a lot of cops let's say they come from more rural towns or nature they probably mm-hmm. haven't interacted much with black people before before they join the force then the first interaction you have with black people are drug dealers prostitutes violent people so essentially it's like the police force are programming people to fear black people if that's their method of training and it's so unfortunate because um man like you don't you don't know what that young man could have did with his life but at the same time you don't know what he could have did with his life he could have become worse because yeah. of the institutionalization that we do when it comes to prison and juvenile detention and things of that nature where it's like yo you gotta like some people go in as innocent people and they have to become in in order to survive and uh but so it's like man well you know who knows he he could have been a monster after that but i don't think that if he had a weapon supposedly that I don't, and he's running away. I don't think he had any monster in him. Um, but you know, go go ahead with your thoughts on on the matter. Yeah, this it it's upsetting because of the fact that you know you hear gunshots. It's like you hear gunshots, but you because i'm watching the video right now you're chasing him down turn his light on i think he turns flashlight on of course i got the sound on as soon as he stops and the kid turns around with his hands up he fires his weapon it's like he surrendered there's no to take his life and to to feel it's like you know, the get out of jail free card. I, um, I don't know if he said it, but for cops, um, I feared for my life. It's like, with the landscape that is, the, with the landscape today, like like you said, you didn't even attempt, you didn't approach with caution, especially if you thought he had a gun on him. Like you, it just reminds me of the Tamir Rice situation. Was you just ran up. It was like, you ran up. He ran up, clapped him, and it's like, it's like. You know, even like, in the Tamir Rice situation, I actually don't even blame, I don't even blame the cops as much as I should. I blame the person who made the 911 call for a kid you knew was playing with a BB gun. It's your fault that young man died. 
Yeah. Um, like just just the landscape of how things are today. It's like it looked like it's a Spanish kid too. What was his name again? Um, Adam Toledo. Looking at his photos. Uh, yeah, looking at his photo, he's he uh. It looks like he's of Hispanic descent. Like, looking ridiculous. So, the other scenario, young man who was gunned down by the police, similar situation, running from the um, he on the on the other side of it wasn't wasn't um wasn't surrendering or at least yeah. he actually started out surrendering and then was like no i'm gonna get out of here and um white woman i don't remember her name i didn't bother looking up her name uh i'm just gonna call her um let's give her i'm gonna call her i, I have nothing to call her Despicable human being. That's her name was her. uh her name was Kim Potter. Man, I don't know why when you started saying Kim Pot, I just instantly went to possible. Oh shoot, that's another one I can do. Um wow. So Kim Potter. Say her name, Kim Potter mistaken claimed that she and you know in all honesty she probably did she probably did um mistaken her gun for a taser even though she's been on the force for 20 years even though the taser's on the non-dominant hand side even though to pull a taser you literally have to cross your body pull it out the the thing thing that makes it and it's not a laughing matter but it's funny is there's a black cop on and she goes oh snap i shot him like shot him with my gun and you kind of see the dude's face like oh my do all that Ooh. but he's just like yo how do you do that first of all i don't even know if it's protocol to taser somebody while they're inside the car i don't know either i don't know i how don't they like do to things. i don't know how they do things in minnesota because uh he got well, pulled anywhere over. anywhere because yeah, he got pulled over for uh the expired tags the uh the outstanding well the outstanding warrant was after the fact but it's because I know it's illegal to have an uh, air freshener hanging from your mirror in Minnesota. So um, he got pulled I over heard, for that. I heard that it wasn't just it wasn't just air. It, apparently, it was not. It was the a lot of self obstruction. A lot yeah, of self obstructing um, or something like that. Yeah, they don't. I think in Minnesota they can't. You don't allow anything. Yeah, nothing is allowed to be hanging from your uh, rear mirror. And he got pulled over for his expired tags as well. 
I'm assuming they ran his ID and when they found yeah. they ran and that's, they saw yeah, that's he when they found out about outstanding. And so they pull they take him out. He's getting handcuffed. And it's just strange because I'm like, you know, handcuffing is actually usually a two-man job. So you have one who handcuffs and the other who covers, just in case they try to escape. But I'm like, y'all had the car door wide open. You I mean, I don't think they're allowed to go inside the car door, but you had the car door wide open. She she's covering you, but not really covering you. Then for reason, I let that skinny dude just out muscle you and get back into the car was strange. And then she pulls out, she she pulls out a pitch black firearm that probably weighs four or five times more than the taser, than the bright neon yellow, like my notepad taser. And is screaming, taser, taser, taser. And shoots him, I think in the chest or the stomach, in the midsection with a gun. Like, and she's like, it was a mistake. Like, what? And I heard like a whole bunch of people pulled up to her house, which is, I, I can only imagine how terrified she was. But it's like, she was, go ahead. Apparently she was, uh, she was moved before then because they said somebody leaked her, uh, Somebody oh, okay. her um address on the internet. So she she was I think she was moved before anybody went to her home. Yeah, and I mean it's just so unfortunate that that young man, but and but then here's here's the issue with his death. It feeds to the narrative. If he wasn't, if he would have only complied, he would have. He definitely would have not been shot. And anytime somebody tells me that on social media, I just type in the name Philandro Castillo. That's as compliant as you can get. And he still, he still got, got shot. He still got shot five times with two other people in the car. He he, he tells the cop this is what's going on. He's telling the cop, I'm not reaching for my weapon. I'm getting my driver's license. And the cop still shoots him up. Why, again, these cops' first reaction is to shoot. We've been saying it. Black people have been saying it for many generations. They shoot and ask questions later. Yeah, because it's like, look at the, because um, even, like, even with a compliant, like, oh, I remember, I remember when the, um, when the special needs guy, was walking down the street and somebody had called the police and his caretaker showed up laid yeah his caretaker showed up explained explained what was going on had his hands up laid down on the ground and the cop still shot him in his leg he walked the cop walked up to him he said why didn't you shoot me and the cop's response was i don't know what the do you mean i don't know so I'm. I have no weapon. I have my hands up. I'm laying down. The situation. Laying down, and you still 
shot me. And you can't give me a reason as to why. And then it's like, there's no, like, do these cops get held accountable at times? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to act like they didn't never get held accountable. But it's just like, how how does this keep happening? Doesn't this mean. something's got to give? It's not. There was a there, and look, look, look. It means to the white people that pissed me off with this, and it shows that they're uh, and they leak they leak their racism out. Mm-hmm. It's like the the this ain't just a black problem. And the reason why I say that is because. You can you can end up very well being in a military state if this thing keeps on going. Whereas, like, if you don't, it, what kind of what kind of America we live in, where a cop can roll up on you and say, "If you don't do what I say, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna tase you. I'm going to assault you in some way, shape, or form because you're I'm not afraid doing." My, and then, then these cops, these cops' ego is so fragile that because they don't, somebody's not listening to them, they feel like they need to punish them. You're not listening to me. I'm like, like you're a freaking high, uh, elementary school teacher. The difference is when you punish somebody, they usually get injured or die. Elementary school teacher call your mom or your dad or send you into a corner. Like what are you? What are y'all doing? Like the, the ego of these people are so fragile, and it's really pathetic, man. Like it's like, what are y'all doing? Like I said, shoot first, ask questions later, and then you know, and and then here's here's the thing. Like you, there was a white man. I want to say it was in Arizona. He was he apparently he was armed and dangerous. He's in a motel or hotel type of thing. It's like SWAT is there, or a guy who's like all armored up is there. Tells the guy to get on his knees, surrender. The guy puts his hands up, gets on his knees. And he says, well, crawl to me. Why was that even a command? Doesn't even make sense. And then it's like, you do anything else, you will be shot. Like, yes. Jesus and then Christ. guess what he did? Guess what he, he did? did? He tried to crawl. His pants slipped. Natural reaction when your pants fall is to go pick them up. He's shot twice. White man. White man. I, 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 no, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. White. White man. This happened to a white man. This, this is not like, I, again, I want to take it away from race. This is a police problem. I don't care about Black Lives Matter. I don't care about Blue Lives Matter. I don't care about any lives matter. Because at the end of the day, with the police doing this to the citizens, no lie. That's just what it is. Now, we can talk about um, uh, uh, surrender, like, you know, these mass shooters getting arrested and taken to prison with no peace and things of that nature. But here's the thing, though. This is a problem in the community because here's the thing. If, if the cop does kill the, the person who did this mass shooting or whatever, mm-hmm. killed innocent people, 
with them being unarmed, you end crazily, you end up creating sympathy for a murderer. So it's actually a lose-lose situation. Mm-hmm. Well, he was surrendering. I understand what he did, but he still had to get his due process. No, he didn't. Dylan Roof didn't know, need no due process. The process should have been him getting beat to a bloody pulp on the way to the to the police station and then just letting him out in the gen pop with all the brothers. That should have... That should have been the process. Exactly. It's like the process of them doing him in. That's the only due process that needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, so we understand what happened. We understand why it happened. We understand that it's tragic. But here's why, like, in my lifetime, what I want to encourage people that look like us do is create ownership and wealth so you can police your own so you can to take care of your own so you so you can hold your own accountable what is it lando what does this guy do with building wealth example if i have ties with the mayor of of uh New York, and because of the wealth that I've built, the, 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 the lobbying I could have done, the charitable work I've done, the wealth that I've accumulated, and my son gets arrested for something, gets profiled for something, guess, guess what happens when I make that phone call to the mayor? Oh, everybody fired. Matter of fact, yo, run me that pension. I need all that. All that. Oh, my son is dead. Oh, nah. Run me all that. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor. I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor. That that five million dollars that I was that I that I pledged that I pledged I was going to get for your campaign. Yeah, you I'm gonna need all that. that. I need all. You that. can't get that. Nah. I need. Matter of fact, unless I see these people life in prison. Or if it's legal in the state, death penalty? Yeah, you can't get nothing from me and nothing. When you establish those connections as a community, things will move. So that's why I believe wealth and ownership are the real movers. And not the I, I honestly don't believe that the marching, the complaining, the posts, the videos. The retweets, I don't think any of that matters. You need to touch people where it hurts. The whole, where where a lot of people is like, yo, Black Friday, no black people need to spend money. Like, we need to do stuff like that. Okay, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get my kids something for Christmas. Yo, don't, don't get me wrong. Forget your kid. Because at the end of the day, your kid will be forgotten if the same thing happened to him or her. Christmas ain't gonna be the people, damn thing at that. People, people, people will retweet. People will say, "Say her name, Brianna," for th- for um, for a couple months, and then we'll all forget about them. So no, 
make real changes. Forget, I, matter of fact, I'm I'm done. This 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 presidency, I'm done with them already. I'm done with them already because the moves, the move that he said he was gonna make in his first hundred days, I'm not seeing a whole lot. Thanks for the stimulus or whatever. That was cool, but outside of that, you, we got coronavirus vaccines and the death toll is rising. It doesn't make any sense. Like, yo, if that's the case, if we're getting vaccinated and wearing masks and washing our hands and and walking on handstands just to not get sick, you, and we still getting sick, just let us live. Whoever dies, they die. The great American or the great Russian philosopher uh, um, Drago <laughs> Drago once said, like, what? Like, you know, and, and it's just like, and it's like, oh, well, we're, we're terrible. This is a terribly tragic situation. And then, and, and I'm like, yo, you know what? Forget, matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm, I might, I might just vote Republican next time I vote just because. I don't even care who it is because these people, these politicians need to be, start getting held accountable. You guys are being in, no, you got four years to do something. Four years. That's what? That's 1,200 days, 1,200, 60, 60, 120, 120, 240. So 1,400 days to accomplish things. We can't wait on y'all no more. We can't continue to give you a second term so you can do everything that you said in the first term. Democrats, we don't, like, we need to be done with that. And I'm not saying that, that I'm going, I don't know who I'm going to vote for next election for when Virginia and, and presidential come, come around. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is y'all have to be held accountable now. Y'all can't just, we can't just hear from y'all once every four years and think that that's going to be okay. That's not enough no more. Exactly. I'm over these politicians. I'm over these people not doing what they said they were going to do. Oh, well, we need to, we just need a little more time in this. No, man. Yo, we the people. We the people. Enough with the nonsense. Just like, and you know, this is a crazy segue, but just like the, the mass shooting at freaking FedEx. Why is, you know, now, don't get me wrong. This is, this is there's a term before school shootings happen called going postal because apparently this was a thing mm -hmm. in the 70s or pr prior. This was yeah. actually a thing. This is, and I don't even, it wasn't necessarily a common thing, but it did happen multiple times, apparently. I don't know, I wasn't alive for it. But some white kid who, who, who actually failed the, who, who shouldn't even have passed the red flags that Indianapolis or Indiana, I think that was where it was, Indiana had um, the, the shooting at, they had, they had laws in place. He was still a the dude prior to so had a um had a uh his mom his mom called the police on him saying that he was trying to get suicide by cop and he had a pump action shotgun the cops ended up taking the way and that was it then my man was able to get two more guns even though he just got his guns taken away from him by the police and it was on his record. And then he ends up shooting up this place. And apparently a lot of Sikhs work there. I'm not sure if that was, if it was racially charged, they're not saying it was racially charged yet, but apparently mm -hmm. this was the largest concentration 
of the Sikh people in that particular, in, I think it was in Indianapolis, in that city. And that's what, that's what like the driving force of it was or whatever. And it's just like, excuse me, like, yo, yo, for real? Like, for real? Y'all white people cannot be that angry, yo. Like, this is asinine. This is asinine. Like y'all, tr- you, like this. This don't even make sense. This don't even make sense. I can't even mathematically make this make sense. I can't even logically make this make sense. Why are all these mass shooters white? Why are you so upset? Why are you so angry? Why are you so delusional? Why are you so crazy? Why are you so evil? I don't, man, I don't even know. I don't even know why I use all those adjectives. What evil is the only adjective you mean? For what? He had mental health issues. No, and you want to know what? Now he ends up he ended up killing himself. But mm. if the dude is over here talking about being having suicide by cop as he has a pump action shotgun, y'all should have gave him what he asked for. If you gave him what he asked for, because those two young black men. Didn't ask to be killed. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be killed. Give him what he asked for. You save eight lives. But no, for some reason, you had a discernment to calm him down to take the gun away so he can get two more rifles. Come on, man. Oh, snap, my airpods. It's like if he, like um, if he had one. If he had one gun, what the hell made you think that he wasn't going to get any anymore? Well, that's the thing. He shouldn't have been able to. They have laws in place for that. And yet. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like, this does not make sense anymore. And something's got to give, man. And these politicians need to do something about it. These you know, because at the end of the day, you don't want, you don't want, nobody wants rioting. Nobody wants civil unrest. Everybody wants to be able to get home, the go home every day. That's what they want. So do something about it. I don't, and you know, I don't have a solution. I don't have a solution. But you know what, at the end of the day, I voted people I voted for people whose job it is to get solutions. I'm like, yo, this is unbelievable, man. This is unbelievable. And it's 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 tiresome. It's tiresome. It's like, what are we, what are we, what are y'all doing? What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, yo, like all this stuff gotta stop. Like all of it. Like it's 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 getting to a point now. Where if the American people give up hope, there's gonna be a wild, wild west. So I'm like, yo, you know, and when it comes to this um Chauvin case, which this should have been an open and shut case, it's lasted way much longer than it should have. But if this guy gets off, what it, what else is there gonna be to do? Exactly. Well, you gonna have you gonna have a storm the Capitol type riots from black people. But then guess what? They're going to be like, oh, you see what those savages do? Yep. 
hell, man, this is so, I mean, I feel so bad for all these people who are dying lately. You know, I'm like, yo, you got, no, I mean, like I said, man, at the end of the day, you know, if, if we, if, if, if I got to worry about having a mask, getting vaccinated, getting shot by police, which I actually, like I said, I personally don't worry about that because I don't really deal with cops. I don't get pulled over often, um, yeah. if at all. So, like, I don't necessarily think about getting gunned down by the police or anything like that, but just personally speaking, but I got worried about going to Walmart and possibly getting shot, going to Target and possibly getting shot because these things are happening anywhere at random times. Yo, just let just let me live my life, man. No, mask free. If I get sick, if I get sick. If I die, I die. Lord, like this is ridiculous, man. That I gotta do all this and still gotta worry about getting shot. Anyways, go ahead, man. What 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 you what? You got anything to add? Nah, because it's just. For nobody to near for shit to just still with all with all the changes still things things still remain the same. Like, it doesn't make any type of sense. What what was the what was the what's the point of all this if everything is just going to remain the same? What's the point of folks continuously telling black folks to comply and yet? We're still, and yet we still got candlelight vigils. We still end up on a damn t-shirt. We still have, we're still losing. It's like we got wives losing husbands, children losing fathers because, because nobody seems to ever have a damn solution to anything that's going on. Like, well, why, why, like you said, why do I have to, I don't I don't get pulled over by by the police. Like, you know, yeah, I don't get pulled over by the police. I'm I don't I don't ever get into any situations to where I have to feel like something may happen. But like you said, to feel to feel, to have to keep on looking over my shoulder, my heart is racing, hoping that I'm not that I'm not in that type of situation where a dude just decides that he's just not, that he's just going to be unstable and shoot up a damn Walmart. But all I'm trying to do is that when all I'm trying to do is get something for my, get something for my girls, get food for the house to get something for myself. And I have to feel that way and nothing ever changes. Yeah. Nothing ever changes. And it's always the same shit every single fucking time. I don't get what the hell can, what what has to happen for anything to change? Because first it was, well, Trump is doing this, that, and the third. So we voted Trump out of office. And the same shit keeps on happening. So what was the point if the same shit is going to keep on happening? It's like, it was, a, oh, it's mm-hmm. Trump. He's making, he's making, um, He's like, it's Trump. He's making racists feel comfortable to do whatever it is they want to do. He's out of office now. And guess what still happened? Yo, yo. His influence is still reverberating through society. That's what the Trump hater or uh, uh, haters would say. 
I don't even. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it too, cause it's like, cause it's like, it is like it doesn't matter. It's like it just feel. I don't even want to feel this way, but it's just like it doesn't matter what we. It's like it's like it doesn't matter what we do as people, as a community, until we actually start policing our own. Because yeah. see, because it's like, because uh, because it's like you know. We need to separate. It seems like we need to separate ourselves in order for in order for us to feel, in order yeah, we have to separate ourselves from everything else in order for us to feel safe. It's like that's how it feels nowadays. It's like yeah. like there's no it's like there's no reason for is no reason for me to hope that I get help from the hope that I get help from the same people who can't seem to not keep their fucking finger off the trigger. Mm-hmm. When they see when they see the tone of my skin, like I said, mm-hmm. what's it called? When when that like that that whole incident happened when I was work when I was working at Checkered Flag. That shit happened on my, that shit happened on our mother's death day. Guns pulled out. I'm handcuffed, laying on the damn ground. Some odd reason they expect me. They expect me to get up off the ground with my hands behind my damn back. And all I'm doing is trying to get the latch to my damn hood to get fixed so I can so I can so I can go home, so I can go and pick my family up. And get them home safe. I have to deal with that. Like, I, like the if you were there, you would have been like, "What the? Why the fuck is any of this? Why, why does any of this need to happen?" Like, I seen the pictures of the incident. I'm not doing anything but sitting in the back of my truck. Sitting in the back of my truck. It was the Ford at the time. I'm sitting in the back of the damn truck while a tech that works there is trying to fix my hood latch because I, my hood flew up in my goddamn face. And now, I, now I'm surrounded by 12 fucking police officers. Eight of them got their guns pointed at me because I'm sitting in the back of my I'm sitting in the back of my freaking truck playing a bit playing a game on my phone. On our mother's death day. And it just looked like they were just looking for action. It's like. I feel unsafe for me. For I feel unsafe and I'm not doing anything but waiting for my vehicle to be safe enough to go pick my family up. Like how the fuck am I supposed to feel about that? How am I supposed to feel that you're going to protect and serve when there was nothing for you? There was nothing that anybody was doing at that particular time for you to come with that sort for you to come with that sort of uh, aggressiveness. Even had a damn dog, Jonathan. I'm sorry, man. No, they had a freaking they had a freaking canine. 
and the cop could barely hold on to the canine. Now, what if the canine would have charged up and then bit the hell out of me with me doing nothing but waiting for my vehicle to be safe? How am I supposed to feel about that? And to think that I can just depend on you, what is I think I can just depend on folks that can't seem to keep their damn finger off the trigger at any point? Look at look at what happened at the ocean front. Dude got shot because they thought he had a gun. They thought he shot somebody. Have no proof that the dude shot somebody. Lost his goddamn life. Because they thought he had a gun. Like, it's, it's embarrassing. It's scary. It just feels like it's modern day lynching at this point. Because why is it that why is it that us as black people can be could be is like folks are gonna be scared. That's just the way that it that it's just the way that it is. A cop pull up, folks get scared, folks start to panic. You it's like folks start to panic, they don't know what's going on. But it's like you got folks that are willing to kill folks and they can they can unless they kill themselves, they they go they go get arrested and and they get arrested and leave unharmed, but one of us walk. One of us could be walking to take the damn trash out, no weapon at all, and we could get gunned down by a police officer because they thought we had something. We're just portrayed as monsters. We're always being portrayed as monsters, like we're the unstable ones, like like we're the ones that were so are supposed to be feared. How how like why? What is it about us as black folks that makes you so scared of us? That's the the sins of their fathers. They're like, oh, it it definitely, one day they're going to come back and get us. And here's here's an unfortunate thing. um, While we try to wrap this up, um, about all of it is people discuss things and you know when it comes to black lives matter and things of that nature and there's black people speak against black lives matter because of their own personal experience like we didn't watch these things happen to other people i don't care about what you went through tamir rice is dead Trayvon martin is dead eric garner is dead philandro castillo is dead brianna taylor is dead brianna taylor is dead george, george floyd, floyd is dead like and some so many others like i said the young white man who was shot by the police in the hallway dead you know it's just the young man in chicago who just passed away um toledo dead dante white white dead all for what and it's like yo at the end of the day you know we got black people who speak against black lives matter um a matter of fact, my, my my mentor and I, I love this guy like a father. He he speaks against Black Lives Matter. I'm like, and then he even he, it's like sometimes they try to get an emotional response out of you. They'll be like, "Well, what if there was White Lives Matter? Oh, well, there was there was brutality happening to white people, and they said that White Lives Matter. I don't have a problem with that." 
have a problem with that at all. But when you have a white lives matter movement to counter lives matter, or all lives matters move, movement to counter lives matter, so that you so that you about people. So there's nothing that I need to say to you. You know, so it's just like like I said, it hasn't happened to me. It hasn't happened to my children. It hasn't happened to anybody in my family. But like you just said, this could have happened to you. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like I said, when my cop draw down on me for no reason, it could have happened. To me. It could have happened to me. Thankfully, it had it. Because, you know, God got bigger plans for us. But it could have very well happened. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I had a white cop vouch for me. You know, I just got in a fight and beat somebody up pretty bad. He vouched for me. You know, it's just it's just unbelievable um, that these are happening. Like the cops, the cop didn't come in, come at me and was like, yo. Get out the effing car. I'll shoot you. I'll blow your head off. None of that nonsense that you be hearing some of these cops be saying to these people who are, who are surrendering. You know, just just um, just on edge for no reason. And it's just like, man, it's, it's so, so, so unfortunate. And then there's black people speaking against the movement because they don't agree with how certain people do certain things. But you're not doing nothing. What? How are you? How are you speaking against Black Lives Matter? Help the cause of what's going on, of why Black Lives Matter even exists. It's it, it's an unfortunate thing, man. I mean, it's sad. It's devastating i can't imagine is what i would do if some if those cops would have just shot first and asked questions later and all honest, i might have been that guy who just killed the five cops the random guy who killed the five co- random cops for no reason i could have very well i could very well be that person or i could be somebody who just falls into a pit of misery and never accomplished the things that i want to accomplish because the person I looked up to for most of my life is gone. You know, and that's that I think that's the thing that people don't understand. At the end of the day, someone's dead for no reason. You know, I don't even want to say no reason. For a reason that could have been avoided. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, no, I'm, we we. I want to apologize to some of our fans, because uh, you know, and listeners, because we we usually, you know, laughing, joking. So even the one time where we we tried to be serious, we even had a couple jokes going. But this is this is something that we both have personally experienced. Cops drawing guns on us for absolutely no reason, us being profiled. For people that we look nothing alike, and that that hits home, and 
I don't think that it's funny. I don't think that's a laughing matter. I don't think that any of this stuff that's going on is a laughing matter. And somebody has to be held accountable. These police have to be held accountable. These politicians who haven't made no changes have to be, have to be held accountable. And also, as Black people, I feel like we need to be held accountable because we need to grow our communities, stop the violence in our communities. As they sit there and say, oh, what about Black on Black crime? Because 88% of Black people are killed by other Black people. But they ignore that 85% of white people are killed by other white people. And the white population is four times more than the black population. So, um, so yeah, any part in shot zero? No, I got feel like I said everything that I that I, I needed to get off my chest. Oh, but also, um, Marcus Aldridge retiring. That hopefully he's in good health because it was a regular heart condition that made him retire. So hopefully he's in good health because I know he has two young. Yeah, because I know he has two young boys. And man, something like that just shows, gives perspective on into what is more important in life. Mm-hmm. Because he gave up his career to make sure that his uh his boys still have his father have their father. Yeah, and Portland retired that man's jersey. He's the best power forward in the history, and you won't get an unlike him. And rest in peace to Black Rob. Rest in peace to Black Rob. It's like rest in rest in peace to Adam Toledo. Oh. Rest in peace to Dante White. Rest in peace to those eight employees that were murdered by by a deranged white person for no reason. I do have I do have another one. It's the post I put up the um the other day when I said I need therapy. It's very important because my favorite rapper is Royce Fadma. And he's the reason why I put the post up because of the fact that with Black Rob passing away, DMX passing away, he was saying, he said in there that when folks say something about, say, talk down about DMX, about how he how he passed away, he may have passed away because he relapsed into take yeah he relapsed back into drugs and overdosed, which causes heart attack. Then, then you know nothing about addiction. I don't have any because. Royce used to be addicted to alcohol. He's from an addictive family. Yeah, he's from a family of addicts. And it's like, sometimes, sometimes uh, for folks, when it comes to things that are, that affect decisions that they make, 
they have things they need to get off of their chest, but they just don't know how to do it. Therapy, it's getting therapy really works because sometimes you can't just talk to anybody about anything with them and them try to understand your point of view on things. Because too many times you'll talk to somebody about something and they may come off as someone that doesn't listen, someone that says that you need to suck it up, never try to understand where you're coming from. And then you and then it turns into a situation to where you feel like you can't turn to anybody that you can't turn to anybody and you start having those thoughts of hurting yourself or hurting others so i feel like if it's needed for everybody because everybody has a fight that they have to deal with and i feel like and i feel like the um therapy is just a major step for folks to get out of their own way and for that and for folks to be able to accomplish what they need to accomplish because a lot of times when you don't accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish everything up here that's blocking that because you hold on because I remember I saw a meme and it was a guy on this it was a guy standing on the roof with a shovel it's covered in snow and it says the snow represents everything that's in my head and the little corner that he shoveled off was the things i've actually said a lot of times it's everything that's up here that blocks you from doing what it is that you want to do because things that you've held on to for years you can't let go of because you don't know how to. So I feel like if you can, you need to seek counseling, seek therapy, seek anything that you need to get to get on the right track in life because you never know. You you don't wanna you don't wanna end up that you don't wanna be that person that feels like I could have done more for this person if I gave if I gave more effort and tried to help them through their journey, even though everybody has a battle that they need to that they that they have. Therapy and just having just having an understanding open ear can really get somebody from feeling like they're on cloud nine. To somebody thinking that they're to, to somebody feeling like they're at rock bottom and nobody cares. So that's that's my parting shot. Hi everybody. You know, hopefully um y'all catch what we're saying, man. And um take take it to heart. And uh, you know, especially the black people that listen to this. And let you know, shoot, y'all, y'all hit us up, man. You know, if there's something that we're trying to organize or something, I'm more than willing to help. Um, but yeah, man, y'all hit us up. Y'all let us know what you feel. Um, I actually might post a clip for this on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see. Uh, I'll have to figure out how to do that, man. But 
Um, peace be with all of y'all. Rest in peace to all the people. Excuse me, who passed away. And, um, you know, love you, Zero. You're the best brother I could ever ask for. Um, but, yeah, man, we'll see y'all next week. This is a Between Brothers podcast. Take it easy.